Welcome to Campfire Chronicles, episode number 29. I am Robbie. I am Andrew. Uh, and this is Brian. Okay, and today we're going to be talking a little bit about our solo hikes that we did recently. Brian, do you want to start us off since you were the one who came up with the topic? Uh, sure. Yeah, so uh, if you haven't watched it yet, you can check out the episode. Uh, Robbie, Andrew, and I, and Thomas, we went to three separate parks, um, do a little social distance camping, and we... Uh, each hiked for or we camped out for one night and um i think we all kind of experienced uh very different trips um based on our locations and our preparation (laughs) um but yeah so i went to uh wayne national forest i went back to lake vesuvius we've been there once before andrew um so me and thomas went to scioto grove metro park which is actually a local city park but they allow backpacking on one of their their trails, which I think is sponsored by REI. And it's like, the idea behind it is it's a place to go to like test out your gear if you're a backpacker, or if you're new to it, just a place to like, you know, try it out for the first time. But it was surprisingly cool. And I went to uh, the Bloodroot Trail uh, around a lake called Salamone Lake, which was in Northeast Indiana. I can't remember what city it is now. But uh, basically, if you just go northeast from Indianapolis, you get there in about like in an hour and a half. How did you guys choose your trails? <laughs> I, I think I was going to like go a place someplace further first. And then Thomas said he would be able to join for like part of it, depending on how far it was. But then like one of the places we were looking at was actually booked. And I was like, you know, let's just try us out of Grove. It's like it's going to be three different trails. So we might as well do one that's like a little less spectacular anyway. Um, and because it was so close, he was able to join for the whole trip. Um, for me, actually, I was originally going to go to, uh, the, I think it's called twin creeks or, uh, the one in Germantown that we went to. Oh, oh yeah. 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 What's that called? Crap. Twin Um, Creeks Metro Park or something like that? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's one of them. And that's actually a place we went camping for a night. Uh, it was our vacation. (laughs) Uh, so we did not do any filming. It was like. No filming allowed. It was great. <laughs> it was great, yeah. How long ago was that? Oh, I don't know. That was probably several that was, years at this point, right? That was 2018. So, Because that was like after the road trip. And I think it might have even been before uh, Manistee River or whatever. Mm. The, the calamity. Because the idea was like <laughs> we had been on this road trip all together, stuck in a car oh, with each right. other yeah, for yeah, like yeah. <laughs> two weeks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And we're like, we got to remember the joy of life. <laughs> yeah. So, so that's originally where I was going to go. And that's like maybe about an hour, um, hour out from where I live. So it wasn't going to be too bad. Um, but I found out that they actually, their, their campsites aren't open because of COVID. So, oh. um, my backup was Wayne, uh, slash Vesuvius Lake because, um, well, I thought it was kind of fun the first time we went there, and also I just thought it would be nice to kind of go back. Um, it was something that you know I was already familiar with, so it didn't require too much planning. Was Wayne National Forest one of the places that we went to that the first time we went, we didn't know that you weren't supposed to filter water, or was that only... Right. That, the, that was Zaleski, which is technically a state. No, no, uh, no. It was, was it Zaleski? Zaleski definitely. Yeah, but I mean, I wasn't sure if Wayne was like that too. Wayne oh, is. Oh yeah, yes. yeah, 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 yeah. Because because this time I same, remembered they're kind of I the same area. The water that I needed. But when we went the first time to Wayne, did we not know that you weren't supposed to filter? Right, we did not know. Okay. Yeah. But I think we only filtered once. Yeah, it was raining that trip, so I feel like whenever it rains, it's like I don't want any water anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So what was um like the overall? Wait, how did you choose your trail? Oh, how did I choose mine? Right, yeah. Oh, man, that's funny that I asked that question and I don't have an answer for mine. <laughs> I think Sal- I was looking on, I, I think I was looking I was on s- All Trails app and I was just looking for kind of a longer distance one. Not not longer distance, okay. but a good amount of distance that I could do in one night. And um, I saw that one. It was like 13 miles uh, total. So it was like, oh, I could do like six and a half the first day, six and a half the next day. And it was close. So... If I'm going to be going by myself, I don't want to do a lot of driving because I really hate driving by myself. <clears throat> yeah. 
Oh, but what I yeah, was going to say was, uh, was like, uh, Wayne was a lot further down. than I remembered. Um, so I kind of, I, I didn't really over uh, overestimate the driving, but uh, I feel like if I had gotten an earlier start, it would have been better. Oh, and then I guess I got delayed on the drive there too. Oh yeah, what happened with that? Yeah. I don't really know, but um, I was like about twenty minutes out from the trailhead, and it just I just saw uh, the the flashing lights of some ambulances, and you know there were a few cars parked there, and I was like, okay, well, you know maybe there was just a small accident, um, and hopefully we'll get past it sooner rather than later. And then I don't know, we just sat there for. 30 40 minutes and then finally some one of the per- person one of the uh, EMTs came around and was just like yeah we're going to have to close this road down and I was just like what like I had no like I, I didn't really know what could have happened that they had to actually close that road down Did you did you have signal? Uh no I didn't. So how did you reroute? Uh Well I think because I already had oh actually maybe I did have signal. Uh oh no 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 because he he told me how to get there like oh, he, they okay. were like if you turn around and you know just go around take this road it'll circle around it but yeah it caused kind of like a an hour delay in my uh, hike. Mm. Well, anyways, what I was gonna ask is what was everybody's takeaway from? I mean, you can kind of tell from the video, but do you care to elaborate any on your takeaway from doing? Well, I guess Andrew didn't even do solo, but what did you yeah, think yeah. about doing <laughs> solo, Brian? Um, so I did talk about it in a I wanted to talk about it more actually in the uh, video but I guess I I'm not really used to talking into the camera by myself a lot but um, my takeaway was basically I just prefer non-solo trips because growing up you know all we did was, was we had group trips right we had group camping trips yeah and so in my mind I associate camping with a time to get out with friends and, and enjoy that experience together. Um, so when I don't have someone there to enjoy that experience with, uh, I feel like I'm missing a part of it. Like I'm missing a part of the ex- experience. Yeah. I, I think my big takeaway was if I'm doing solo, I need to have some sort of like physical challenge or a goal to make that mm-hmm. more of the main point. Because when we're together, we can do like a half a mile. If we do a half a mile in a day, I'm still happy to do it because it's fun. You know, like you mm-hmm. can just like, oh yeah, we're gonna relax and we're gonna like yeah. put on Animal Crossing music and cook something <laughs> next to the fire or whatever. But when you're by yourself, if you only do a half hour, you're like, well, now I'll just sit at this campsite doing nothing for six hours <laughs> while I wait for it to get dark enough to go to sleep. That's really funny that, because the times I have been on solo trips, like in the past, uh, at least I, I feel like the part I like the most is like setting up camp and just mulling around and having mm. time to waste. Yeah. So it's like the opposite kind of. Yeah. I think that kind of meshes with our personalities in general. Yeah. 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 <laughs> totally. Totally. <laughs> like by the time I get You're, to campsite, I need to be so tired that I'm just like, man, I'm just going to eat and go right to sleep. If I'm by myself. <laughs> if yeah, we're together, yeah. I mean, like, I'm okay with us literally just like, oh, you want to just camp at the parking lot? <laughs> <laughs> well, because like at Minister Creek, uh, there was that one time where we had such a like a so much time left when we got to our campsite. Oh yeah, and we almost like didn't really have anything to do. But I actually really liked that. That's kind of how it was when we went to Twin Creeks too. Like when we went to to co camping yeah. without filming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's also kind of how it was when we our first backpacking trip ever in Shenandoah, because we hiked yeah, in, yeah. we made a campsite, and we basically just stayed there. I can't remember how many days, but we only had one campsite and we just ventured out and came back to it. Mm-hmm. Man, that was so yeah. much fun. That is such a vivid memory <laughs> of doing that. <clears throat> yeah. And I think yeah. also <laughs> what uh, exacerbated my feelings of solo camping really sucking was that was, I mean, what month was that? I can't remember now, but well, it was yeah, yeah. the that height was, uh, of July, right? Or June. It was June or July for sure, but yeah, it, was it was the June. height was of just being yeah. stuck indoors in the... It's kind of funny because the pandemic hasn't gotten really any better. In fact, the numbers have gotten worse, but now it's become the new normal, yeah. so it doesn't feel as oppressive, even though it's just as dangerous, if not way more Well, it's dangerous. like, I think that's part of it, and I feel like there's maybe slightly more of an understanding of how it works. It's like, 
Mm, There's kind of an understanding that's better to be outside and stuff. But yeah, it's like usually when we go, if we go camping, let alone solo camping, it's like to escape the hustle and bustle. And there has been no hustle or bustle like (laughs) for the past like seven months or whatever. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And ah, it's wild. It's I miss being able to just like I didn't even go out that often before, but I miss the option to be able to go out and like go to a restaurant or a bar. Yeah. yeah i i miss being able to go to the cvs near my house and just getting junk food <laughs> late at night without being like do i really need to do this like during a pandemic should i be spreading my air molecules <laughs> but uh, yeah what uh the trail me and thomas went on was like it was funny because it was still pretty much in the city like you could hear cars and sirens but at the same time, there were certain parts that felt like really, really remote. Um, and in a way, I feel like sometimes, I don't know, sometimes I feel like in city parks, I encounter more wilderness than we're like when we're in the middle of a forest out in the middle of nowhere. Um, I think that's just because all the animals here are like concentrated into a few pockets of woods. But we like heard an owl hooting at one point, And at night, we heard like coyotes howling and stuff. Do you have a garden? I don't right now, actually. Brian does. When you... Yeah. I mean, I have, like, a yard, but... Like, when you did have your garden, did you notice that deer will eat all of your stuff, like, right before sunrise? Uh, I oh. took efforts to protect my garden from deer, but I had a groundhog problem. Oh. Um, and, yeah, they're, they're usually active from, like, evening till morning, so I'd usually wake up and find something chewed on. Well, just the reason I bring it up is because you're talking about animals and stuff. And I feel like we're just living these parallel lives that never intersect because they always do all their activity like right before the sun or like right after the sun sets. And we're doing stuff during the day and they just hide Mm -hmm. during the day. What's it called? Are they, is that called like crepuscular? 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 That's the the sun rays. (laughs) Yeah. Isn't it? Yeah. But I thought that was also like. Crepuscular Chiropira, smartest of all birds. <laughs> I don't, yeah, know, yeah. What, so I don't cre- know what you're trying to talk about. <laughs> no, so a, cres- a crepuscular animal is one that is active during the twilight periods. Oh, so crepuscular Chiropira. Dawn and dusk, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's I feel like those are my favorite times of day. But Yeah, must be. I, I wish I could be a morning person for that reason, though, because I love like the early morning feeling. And actually, going back to the main topic, me and Thomas on that second day of our trip... We woke up, like, super early at, like, 7 a.m., I think. Um, At least that's super early for me. And it was, like, kind of chilly. It was nice and cool, like, the day before and the day of. Um, But the night got a little chilly, so we woke up early. And we literally just, like... Well, first... (laughs) uh, At first, we were like, maybe we should just get moving. But then Thomas was like, oh, it's still kind of, like, warm in the fire pit. I was like, wait, are you serious? So I grabbed, like, this little piece of birch bark I had and started blowing on the log and like we were able to get a fire going and we literally sat at that fire for i think like three hours just like talking and it's like it's funny in the episode it's just glossed over but that's like that's such a big part of my memory of that trip is just like talking about this and that and reminiscing on like traveling and i don't know that's such a hard thing to capture on film because the part of what makes it what it is is that you can't condense it really Doing something for three hours is like you can't really condense that into a couple of minutes of video and really capture the same feeling. I Maybe mean, you can get a facsimile. Yeah, yeah. For sure. I feel like people who are watching it have to have, they have to have done that mm. in order to like fully yeah. grasp it. But Well, yeah. um, I need to ask a question that I'm sure is on everybody's mind who's watching this video. Uh, are you going to keep your hair after oh, right. <laughs> the pandemic is over. <laughs> yeah, so this was actually the first this was the first episode with my season two Robbie hair. <laughs> and <laughs> and actually just the other day I found out I could put all of it in a ponytail now. So I don't have like the dangly part. Well I Oh wow. Still, but, um but yeah, I don't know. I might stick with it just It looks really cool. I mean I I think I don't know if everybody's <laughs> been positive on it, but it seems like everybody's positive on it. I think it looks cool. Yeah, I uh, I also got like some beard trimmer and like a beard brush thing just to maintain this. 
Oh. <laughs> and it's like Andrew's, it, Andrew's the next person in our family to go through that phase. I think literally everyone in our family has gone through a long hair phase. That's my brother true, hasn't. isn't it? Oh, he's, your brother he, has. He's it. gone shaggy, but never like full ponytail. <laughs> yeah, Brian, I feel like you've gone shaggy, but not like full on like shoulder length. Right? No, it, my hair doesn't do that stuff. My, when my hair gets long, like if my hair is not swept to the side like it is right now, it look I look like Sammo hung, you know, back in the day when he just had like a bowl cut. <laughs> Dude, we should have a Patreon bonus tier that's to get Brian to grow his hair out. <laughs> we should be like, we can get three people to sign up for this like super expensive tier. Brian will grow his hair out. <laughs> we, yeah, we should have I don't like think a it'd poll be worth on, it. Like, what hair we should do. Oh, dude, I just remembered. So for those of you who don't know, a while back, one of our viewers named Trinko, during one of the live streams, somehow we got on this topic of jorts, okay? If you don't know what a (laughs) jort is, it's a jean short. So it's shorts made out of jeans material. And we were all laughing at it. It's like, oh, yeah, Thomas's new pants need to be jorts. And Trinko sent a pair of jorts to us, and Thomas still to this day has not worn them. (laughs) And I, I think Thomas owes Trinko a jorts wearing at some point. Does he have the jorts? Yeah, he, he does. Oh, I, I bet he play. He's playing it off like we just keep forgetting, and then like, yeah, yeah. but he's like really intentionally like, no. Yeah, no. He he was smart. He's being, he's being too self conscious about. It. They're not even like jort jorts. They're like camping shorts. Yeah, yeah. They're not like actual. I don't think they're actual denim. Dude. We should all wear them at some point. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the brotherhood of the traveling jorts. <laughs> Who's going to be wearing the jorts this episode? <laughs> that, that'd Anyways, be... uh, to, to get back a little, a little bit back on topic here. <laughs> uh, I think, Robbie, uh, you should talk a little about your food choices. Uh, I think oh, we should all talk about oh, our food yeah. choices, actually. Yeah. Cause because I think that was something that was very con- contrasting in our episode. <laughs> so, okay, well, in my defense, okay, this is the height of the pandemic. I'm like, yo, I'm going to be a responsible person. I'm going to limit my social interaction. I'm not going to go to the store and, you know, breathe my air molecules on people. So I'm like, <laughs> let me just take what I already have in my house, okay? And I eat every day basically the same thing. I usually make like some form of a burrito with a vegetable. So I was like, I got tortillas, I got this bag of cheese, neither one is even open yet. Let me just grab this bag of tortillas and grab this bag of cheese. I'm sure I'll be able to finagle something together. <laughs> I'm sure I can come up with something fancy with tortillas and cheese, like cheese and tortillas. <laughs> In retrospect, especially watching the episode, I'm like, Robbie, dude, you really could have put like any amount of effort into this and you would have had a much better time. Uh, but the spam, that spam's not my fault, though. That's from one of our viewers, Christian. <laughs> he was like, yo, here, here's some spam, or spicy spam. I, I take it with me when I go camping all the time. It's great. And I took him at his word. I was like, okay, yes, spicy spam. That sounds good enough. In his defense, though, he probably wasn't mix, mixing it with a tortilla and some melted cheese. <laughs> so, I mean, was it actually bad? Because I could see that being like... It was a- actively like- bad. Okay, so it wasn't just like okay, this is kind of a de- depression food. <laughs> yeah, no, it was it was actively <laughs> insulting to my taste buds as I was eating. Not even not even my taste buds really, like my gag reflex. My body was like, "Yo, dude, this is not a good combination. You could try these separate." But yeah, it was pretty gross. I actually, yeah, I'm ate- sure that spam would have been better in that little uh, the little noodle concoction we had that one time. The oh, oh yeah, boudé jigae or whatever. Yeah. Budajige. I feel like and sp- Grace. <laughs> yeah, <Islands>. yeah. <laughs> I feel like spam has to be like grilled because it's like yes, yes. You want it to, you you want it cooked in a way that gets rid of that like moist. I've been sitting in a tin can for five years kind of texture. <laughs> exactly. That that was the big yeah. problem was the texture because it was basically boiled in water and cheese, so it Ugh. got softer. If anything, you know, I, I need it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It needs to be nicely crisp on the outside. Like if you get like a nice thin slice, that'd be really good. So yeah, it was as bad as it looks. And then uh, <laughs> the peanut butter was also just peanut butter. But uh, it, the you, it's bring, funny because so you didn't have like bread for your peanut butter either. I can't remember now. 
<laughs> it should have been in the video. I think I actually had... Well, I can't remember. In one of my videos, all I had was the <laughs> jar of peanut butter, and I just was eating it by the spoonful. But I think in that trip I had bread. I don't remember. But those um, Chamorro chip chocolate chip cookies, those were really good. They tasted like mm-hmm. – uh, if you've ever had homemade cookies, mm-hmm. it tasted just like those, only they were in, like, cookie crisp form, like the nice little round small ones. They were fun to eat. But, oh, yeah, after that one uh, – as you saw in my most recent solo video, I have upped the food game significantly by spending money on actual real food. <laughs> it's, it's funny because I, um, I recently filmed like a mushroom foraging video and you see some of that in my second vlog. Um, but I made this quesadilla where it was like basically the mushrooms and like fajita stuff. So it's like stir fried uh, onions and peppers and added some like Mexican shredded cheese it was super good when I ate it, but then later in the night, I and I commented when I was eating it and filming it. I was like, "This is not a, uh, a coradilla, like this is definitely much better." But then later <laughs> in the night, I started feeling like super nauseous in my stomach, and I think one of the mushrooms I used was like a little past its prime. Um, and then I like eventually threw up a little bit, but now I like now I can't even imagine eating like peppers and onions, and I don't know. It's like. If you I get also, sick I was from drinking, a food, you can't eat it for a long time, or sometimes. Ever. Yeah, I. It's funny. I was drinking um, an orange creamsicle flavored seltzer water, and it was like so good. And now I'm like terrified of drinking that. <laughs> Why? What? Oh, because you drink that while you're yeah. eating it. Okay. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. This was a wild. I mean, I guess people will see in the video that's coming out soon, or is either already out uh, by the time they're seeing this, but. Was when you say the mushroom was past its prime, was this a wild mushroom that you picked? Yeah, yeah. And then um, past its prime, as in it can become poisonous or it's just like old and moldy? So there's two theories. Well, I think just old and buggy or something. I don't know. So I had chicken of the woods and something called black staining polypore, both of which are edible. Um, and actually, ironically, there was like really perfect young chicken of the woods that I didn't bother picking. Uh, but it was either the chicken, which I've heard, like there are actual documented cases of that, making people a little bit sick if it's a, a bit older, especially. Like people might have different reactions to it. But I also have eaten it at that age before and I never had a reaction. So mm. my suspicion is it's the black staining polypore. But I looked it up and didn't see anything about that. But I think that's just because it's like not as sought after of a mushroom because um, when I ate it it was kind of stringy and fibrous so I think yeah it was just past its prime and maybe caused a bit of a nauseous reaction in me but mm. <clears throat> but yeah uh, I don't think it's documented just because I don't think enough people bother eating it <laughs> well you, you could document it now you're like hey guys you might want to eat this one that's a little fresher <laughs> yeah yeah uh, so you guys' food choices for the um solo trip how did you decide on steak uh so for me since my original plan was gonna was to go to the twin valley metro park twin twin whatever it is hold on he he posted it at one point twin creeks metro (laughs) park yeah um yeah so since my original plan was to go there i i wasn't expecting you know like to do a ton of filming or any really spectacular views so I was, my thought was just like, okay, you know what? If I, if I'm not going to get like the greatest views at this park, then I'm going to at least cook something that's fun and, you know, enjoyable, mm. enjoyable to watch. So I had planned to do steak and then obviously my plan changed at the last moment to go to Wayne. Um, but I was still going forward with the steak because it, if it was kind of, it's kind of like a, I guess it's because I was solo just, you know, cooking a, like a dehydrated meal is just kind of like, it's, you know, it's very anticlimactic. <laughs> it's yeah, very anticlimactic yeah, yeah. to the end of the day on. So I, I went, went with the steak and brought the green peppers. And uh, I, I wasn't really sure how it was going to turn out, but it actually turned out really good. It was very, very tasty. It looked really good. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, um, it's a good thing that... Oh, go ahead. We didn't have signal, or at least I didn't have signal to communicate with you guys during the dinner because then I would have seen what you ate and I'm like, man, 
I feel even more <laughs> bad about my <laughs> food choices. <laughs> my food and I was, life choices. <laughs> at some point, I was trying to get in contact with you two via phone because I thought one of you would have signal. Because I think, didn't Robbie, didn't you text us at some point earlier Probably, in the day? Probably, yeah. Uh, but I was surprised at how little signal I had, considering how uh, civilization-y my trail was. Like, my trail for a lot right, right. of it was just a mowed path yeah. through a big field. It was nice. Huh? So our our meal, I forget if there was a reason Thomas decided to get this in particular. Um, I feel like maybe he had had steak recently or something, but he got this, like, super marbled piece of meat. And he, he basically, like, was offering to get the food for dinner. And I was like, okay, that's, like, one less thing one less thing on my mind. Um, so I got that and some vegetables. And, like, dude, that steak was so Actually, good. you know, like, I know exactly why he, he volunteered to do that. Because he uh, knew that if he left the food up to you, he would have to eat some <laughs> weird concoction. <laughs> <laughs> that's probably true, yeah. But, yeah, it was, we cooked it, like, we cut it up into chunks and cooked it over the fire. And it was, like unbelievable man it was like like crispy on the outside um which is not maybe something you usually think of with steak but it was like nice and crispy and then on the inside it was just like melt in your mouth oh soft and tender so good um and on one of the pieces there was like this big slab of like gristle uh and we like cooked that with the vegetables to give it some of that fat and grease and like and then i ate the gristle because i don't know i think that's like a good part of the meat but <laughs> so i was just at my sister's house or my dad's house and i was eating dinner with my sister and she's seven or eight i don't remember but she apparently likes the white part of the watermelon oh that's, that's weird really yeah, weird. Like, she's like do you like the red part or the white part i was like what do you mean the red part the whole thing's red and she was like, you know, like the part at the end after you eat the red. And I was like, no, I, I don't like that. At all. <laughs> I was like, that's good because nobody wants that. So you can eat yeah, that yeah. to your heart's content. Yeah. That's pretty funny. That is funny. A yeah. She must grilling party. Mm, that sounds fun. <laughs> but yeah. So a- after that trip though, I, <laughs> I think it was like the very next day that I got back, I bought two steaks and tried to, I was like looking for a marbled one. And I was like, Thomas, how did this compare to the one you had? <laughs> <laughs> and was like sending him pictures and he was like uh go a little more marbled <laughs> and i was like comparing like different pieces of meat and like sending him the pictures and then um i kicked those boys up and it was so good man <laughs> uh, the manager came over was like sir can i help you <laughs> like we got this weird qui-gon Jin looking character looking at all of our meats and taking pictures of them <laughs> there's there's actually a chain reaction because then i sent the picture of my steak to someone else and they were like, okay, I'm going to get a steak now, too. <laughs> so we, yeah. That kind of reminds me of the time when I went to uh, the store and I got, like, a package of short rib. And I sliced it um, thin, but not, like, super thin. Like, maybe, like, a centimeter or half a centimeter thick. And I uh, cooked it like a Korean barbecue. Man, that was so good. Mm. Man. So we're actually going to be taking a trip together finally soon. We figured that, you know, the pandemic is not exactly looking to be any better. And we've all been basically quarantining. Like, man, I I have contact with so few people. And like when I go to the grocery store, it's literally like a it's like a Metroid level when, you know, the beginning of every Metroid when there's a timer. And you have to escape the building. <laughs> Every time I enter a grocery store, one of those timers is going in my head. I'm like, we gotta, we gotta get this, we gotta get out of here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we decided we're just gonna take a trip together. Do you guys have anything in mind for food yet? Uh, oh man, no, it's something we need to discuss. I don't know if we want to try and go a little simpler, just for the sake of. Um, I don't well, know. one thing is for sure, we don't want to like be sharing utensils or cross oh yeah yeah, we're, that's, a yeah that's true yeah i think i think maybe the the smartest thing to do would just to plan for a simple meal that we can each cook ourselves at yeah. the very least um mm-hmm. well i so will we can... be bringing us a, a dessert mm-hmm. and i might as well oh, just okay. say it i'm gonna bring you guys um those ice cream sandwiches no <laughs> 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 I don't know if you Wait, saw how are you, the video. How are you gonna do that? They, they have dehydrated ice cream sandwiches from oh, Mountain House. Okay. Oh, nice! And there's some. Uh, oh, yes, I'm actually good. bringing dessert too. So, oh. uh, I'm gonna bring you guys some uh, mooncakes. 
Oh, oh yeah, idea. yeah. I was about to say that would be a good idea. Um, I wonder if they allow alcohol at Dolly Sods. Is there a, a Chinese holiday coming up or something? Yeah, well, actually, yeah. Moon Festival. Yeah, the Harvest Moon right. Festival. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, that's why there was uh, there was mooncakes at my dad's house. I didn't realize they were there for a reason. I I have a Rice Krispie treat that I stole from there. <laughs> that has nothing to do with anything. Oh man, you know I want to bring just like, have we done s'mores on any episode? Uh. Uh-uh. Yes. No. No, we, we did. Uh, I feel like no, we did with uh, on Allegheny with Nicole. I was gonna say that was what I thought, but I'm oh, gonna bring some s'mores. Maybe. I feel like we haven't had s'mores in a long time, and that's a good food that we'd all be able to cook yeah. on our own. Yeah, we definitely don't do it that often. So, um, I was I someone says say something and I forgot now. <laughs> someone says pickled watermelon is so good. It's a Russian pickled watermelon. Yeah, I was reading that. I, and they can keep that delicacy. <laughs> <laughs> pickled watermelon kind of reminds grills. me of those things where you see people like soak the watermelon in vodka or something <laughs> oh i've never seen that have you guys did your parents ever this i don't know if this is an asian thing but my dad used to put salt on watermelon i've heard, I've of heard that. about yeah. that yeah yeah i have okay it, so sometimes i'd walk into the dining room and there'd be a big thing of watermelon like oh watermelon and i take a fork and i grab one of the tubes <laughs> and i eat it it was the most jarring feeling like i've ever experienced too have you have you had mango with tahini on it? Oh, that's something I should get. Oh no, we've Is that good? well we have we have had those dehydrated mangoes with like the chili on it, right? Yes, because it's basically that. Amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh man, I might need to get some of that. I'll get a few. Yeah, that packages. sounds really good. We oh, can man, distribute man. them with chopsticks into our own bowls. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what should we do for food though, because it's like, hmm. Yeah, we can't share stuff. So it's like making more elaborate stuff is kind of more complicated in that way. Mm-hmm. Well, it's funny because a lot of people have complained about it. Well, it's, you know, it's funny. It's kind of like 50-50. People are either like, oh, man, I love how you guys should just share food. And then other people are like, why are you yeah, guys sharing yeah. food? That's so gross. Yeah. Which I always... F- I, think, I think it just all depends on how like someone kind of like grew up, you know? Mm. Yeah, yeah. It's really... It really used to not be a big deal. <laughs> Back before the dark times. <laughs> <laughs> when I was growing up, I was much more of a germaphobe than I am now. And now I'm going to probably no, gonna yeah, swing yeah. back around the other direction because of the pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> well, so like, I feel like back in the day, the idea of sharing utensil or food with like family members, like immediate family seemed fine to me. But anyone beyond that was kind of weird. Yeah. Um, that's actually what we did growing up too. Yeah. But then... I think it was actually because we started going camping that like I got over that barrier, that fear. Well, it's just a big now, part of it for us is just convenience. It's like if you like have to portion everything out and everybody has to bring <laughs> their own stuff and just I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Or maybe not convenience. That's the wrong word. Maybe laziness is a better word. It's convenient mm. when you're filming it. Yes. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> that. Oh, you know what I want to maybe bring is some real zongzi. I guess we've sort of tried making that before, but well, would that be a good? You know, one? having just some actual real ones that are nicely already wrapped and made. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we can just like, we can just like steam it or something. Or, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, yeah. It's <laughs> it's gonna be good to actually get back out as a group again. I feel like, oh, because it has been six months. The last time we were all together was in March. Yeah, it uh, was literally it was right there. as the pandemic was like, oh, this is serious. Everybody like starting to lock down. We did it like yeah. right before that, and now it's September. Oh yeah, Man. this could be great. Yeah, it, yeah. Land between the lakes was literally like right before, like days before it got serious. We got to be. It's like we still have to be careful and make sure we don't get careless. Like, I don't know. We just. <laughs> should still probably keep our distance and yeah, not breathe on each other too much. Don't sneeze <laughs> on each other. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Don't sneeze on each other. <laughs> you shouldn't sneeze on someone when it's not a pandemic anyways. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, bring, it's funny bring, though like, because... Bring extra hand sanitizer too. It's funny because it's like, I feel like 
part of what I like about camping is how freeing it can be in the sense that like if you're hiking and no one's around, you just like sneeze whenever you want, you pee whenever you need to, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like yeah. now now we got to like be a little more considerate of that sort of thing because it actually yeah, it's definitely going to be a different experience because of the reasons that you just said. It's like typically you go camping and you just you don't have to concern yourself with any of that stuff. But now we will have these things at the back of our mind as we're camping and it's kind of kind of like you can't really totally break free and and you know relax yeah well this feels a lot like it's almost like um how to explain it like okay so like in mad max right in these post-apocalyptic movies that oppressive feel of where you're just like going outside is an ordeal like not that it's such an ordeal now but it's like, I can't just go outside thinking without thinking about anything. You know, I'm like, oh, okay, I'm going to think about where I'm going. Do I have my mask with me? Do I know what I'm yeah, getting yeah. so I can just get done and get out? Yeah. That feeling is very wearing. Yeah. If that's, yeah, if yeah. that's the right word. But just like it grates on you and you're, you can't feel completely unselfconscious and just mm-hmm. at ease. And I think yeah, that's a yeah. big part of the stress of the whole situation in general. Because even when it's not even a big deal, there's still that slight nine. And it's like, that is, I feel like, because in the past we've talked about like being self-conscious about what we're doing or whatever. And, you know, how being in the wilderness helped us learn to get around that. And now it's like, there's this whole, there, this whole other thing on the back of our mind that is just constantly there. Yeah, because being and, self-conscious, there's no <clears throat> downside. There's no actual uh, danger. Right, right. You know, there's yeah. a you you have this phantom self consciousness for no reason, but now you have like this self consciousness for an actual reason. And I feel like even once there's a vaccine, I'm still gonna like I'm never gonna like go back to 100% being like careless or something. Well, now like, it's even kinda, if I you can wear a mask just for fun now. Like if it wasn't yeah, danger, yeah, yeah. you could still wear the mask if you want to just to look cool. <laughs> oh, totally. Yeah, it's like even after this is done, I feel like wearing a mask will be a little more normal. I feel yeah. like I'll still be a little wary of eating somewhere inside. I'm always going to choose patio seating mm. if I ever do go back to like. Actually, I, I'm just really impressed with people's no fearness. I, whether that's a good thing or not, I don't know. But people, like, I went to go pick up my pizza the other day. People were just eating in there indoors, chatting and stuff. And it was like, one <laughs> of you guys has coronavirus. You all yeah. got it. <laughs> I definitely think it's it's smarter to have an ounce of prevention and uh, you yeah. know cautiousness, especially you know now, right? I mean, there, there's a time and a place to to not be concerned with that, and I don't think now is that time. Mm. It, it, I like recently read a news uh, read or yeah, I recently heard something where there was a flight, and uh, there they weren't enforcing the mask rule like really rigidly. And then it found, they found out that like 16 people on that flight had COVID. Oh, no. And it's just like, it's just like you can never, you know, never be too sure. And I'd rather, basically this is what I tell people. I, I tell people, I say, if I'm going to get sick with coronavirus, it's going to be because of something I did and not because of something someone else did, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. because, or uh, wait, is that right? No, 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 no. It's gonna be something. It's gonna yeah. be because of something someone else did, not yeah. because oh, of me. Because I'm yeah, gonna yeah. take every precaution that I need to. Because I mean, <laughs> like we've we're we're learning more and more about it, and especially us who you know we hike and stuff like that to have possible you know persisting respiratory or circulatory issues would just be terrible. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, we the already talked like... about how bad it would be to get Lyme disease, you know, and have some sort of persisting yeah. issue with that. So it's risk reward, man. It's like. I think a lot of the people being careless are just like losing sight of the potential problems. And well, I definitely think that, uh, and we <laughs> this this podcast is definitely going a certain direction. <laughs> but I definitely think that we've reached a point where people are kind of like um, becoming more lax about it, even though we shouldn't. Yeah, really. I mean, it's like perfectly understandable because it's been going on so long now. That it feels right, normal. Right. It, the The actual threat doesn't feel as dangerous anymore because, like, oh, it's mm-hmm. been this long and nothing's happened, and right. it's really hard to look at it from a rational point of view of just like, just look at the raw numbers. They're worse than they've ever been. So, 
that yeah. fear yeah. that you felt in March and April should be the fear you're feeling now. And back mm-hmm. then you, it should have been less fear, but it, that's not how the brain works, you know? <laughs> right, right, yeah. right. But anyways, and, yeah, just the pandemic, <laughs> uh, that it, ranting, all conversations, like we have a lot of ranting. Yeah. yeah we we should just go to New Zealand. Huh? But I, I actually do have a question for Robbie regarding his solo trip. If we want to get back on that topic. Yeah, let's do it. Um, Everybody's my question the COVID is, stuff enough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. My question is that what was your thoughts on that place in general? Because like you said, it was very civilization-y. Like it, was just, it didn't look like it was very far removed. So I didn't know how you felt about that location. And, and It was fantastic. The I went during a weekday, so it wasn't mm-hmm. that crowded. During a weekend, I could imagine it being a little more crowded than you'd want it to be. But basically there's parking lots uh so the ice age trail goes all the way through wisconsin it kind of goes like it doesn't go like north to south it's almost east to west i think from the map i've seen but anyways it's a very long trail that you can do but there's two forests the kettle moraine north forest and the south forest that encompass that the trail goes entirely through those two forests and they're they're far apart but anyway i went to the north one Hmm. and they'll have like sections, like a four mile section between roads. And at the start, obviously there's a parking lot. Once you get in like a mile in, you're only gonna see like other backpackers are really uh, determined hikers, but you'll see people, I saw people milling about at the parking lot and stuff. So you can still get that backcountry feel. Mm -hmm. Just every now and then you'd see, you'd get to a road. But I actually kind of think that's fun, just like, being at a road yeah 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 and like you're backpacking but all of a sudden you're in civilization again that's pretty fun too i actually think it'd be a great place for us to go especially if we it's a one-way trail it's not a loop if we parked at one end and then parked one car at one end and drove back to the other end and started there then we could just do a one-way thing it'd be super fun really Mm, some really good views too at at certain parts the rest of it's just a nice forest How, how much of it was like Cornfield versus forest versus other stuff. Oh, it was like almost all forest. Oh, okay. Yeah, when you weren't at the road, it was just a forest. But then every now and then it'd be really cool overlooks or a nice field. Wait, which trail are we talking about? Kettle. Oh, the Ice Age Trail. The Ice okay, Age yeah, Trail. Yeah yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it was good. It was good. The For I sure. my ankle though, man, I don't know what it is. I actually, you guys saw when we went to Land Between the Lakes. No, was that Land Between the Lakes? Yeah, Land Between the Lakes. We went with Nicole, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow, that's for some reason my memory. Uh, maybe it was in the bloopers. Did we put it in the bloopers? I almost, I didn't almost, no. I almost sprained my ankle. You guys remember that? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Did I you see that really clip, remember. Brian? No, I don't think so. I'm literally just walking, and you can see it in the clip, just walking, doing nothing, <laughs> and then suddenly my ankle just rolls, and I'm like, ah! <laughs> That was like right before we went on a little bridge or something, I think. It was like that little mountain biking yeah, 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 yeah. log or whatever. You know, I have heard that, um, and I, I assume this applies for ankles, but we were talking about, I think, the knee joint in this case, but there's like this theory of exercise where you can do an exercise in different ways. So like if you look at a squat, you typically think of like a squat where your knees are like facing forward or whatever, right? And... Um, like I, I think all the fitness people say the proper way to do a squat is to like have your feet and your knees facing forward. Um, but this theory says that you should practice squats with like your knees pointing outwards and your feet pointing outwards or your knees inside, like pointing inwards, mm. like all sorts of different ways to do it. And maybe like you can do it where one leg is pointing out, one leg is normal or whatever. Um, but the idea is it gets your muscles and your joints used to like bending at those different angles and so when if you ever like are in a moment where you like take a fall and have to land in an awkward position your knee and your joint is like more prepared for that mm. so i feel that, like that that makes a lot of sense yeah because you want so to be must prepared be. well that that's the weird thing though is i was walking straight forward like i understood it a lot more when i was playing sports and you would mm. make like a weird move or you'd step on somebody's foot and then you'd hurt your ankle but when i'm just mm-hmm. walking straight forward and that was even a flat path it was just weird that my ankles will give out now. Like that. Oh, wait. So you're saying you didn't even like trip. It just gave no, out. No. Like I'll try to remember to put the clip in the corner right oh. here. <laughs> so you I can bet. see what happens. But 
I bet it would make sense. Like if you did, like if this was your foot, mm-hmm. it'd be good to like do stretches like that or something yeah. where you're like. In yeah. fact, the the last time I injured it and went to a doctor, which was like ten years ago, they were like, "Yeah, you just got to strengthen your ankles." So it's probably huh. largely my fault as well. <laughs> Okay. Um, anyway, so we're almost at 50 minutes, I think. We're pretty close, maybe 45 minutes now. Do you guys mm-hmm. want to pull the p- questions up and start uh, picking yes. out ones that you like, and we can answer those? And for anybody who's in the Patreon-exclusive live stream chat right now, you can post your questions on the actual Patreon post, and we will grab those and answer them. Yeah, and we just did that so we could we wouldn't have to keep track of the chat the whole time. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so... There's a, a few questions here. The first one from Jason Bourgeois. He says, was it, re- was it a relief to finally get out on a trip for all of you? What were your mindsets going into each of your trips? So that, that's an interesting question because I think we, I mean, we did discuss kind of like our thoughts afterwards that, you know, of how we felt about the solo trip. But I think um, going into the trip, I, I kind of had this sense of... Uh, anxiety but mostly because i was concerned about filming the trip because i know that when we go hiking robbie and andrew do the majority of the filming because they're the most comfortable with cameras um so i wasn't really sure how it was gonna go with me filming exclusively i didn't want to you know have some setting on the camera wrong and then you know my entire footage was unusable um but actually uh as i move as as the second day of the trip started i got into this real like i guess zone with it because i was like when the first day you know i would like set the tripod up i'd be fumbling with the legs fumbling with the settings and just trying to get the right shot you know framing everything and then the second day i was just like shoot pull the tripod and like <laughs> drop the legs and just like you know frame everything up really easily so i was like oh okay i can see how you know like you know if you do this more often you just it becomes like second nature um Anyways, Andrew. <laughs> yeah, I think, uh, I forget why, but I feel like I remember being really busy up until right before the trip. And so, like, <clears throat> planning the trip was a little bit uh, annoying at first just because it was like, okay, where do I, where am I going to go, blah, blah, blah. Um, <clears throat> but once I figured out the location, like, I, I actually, I felt pretty good about it. I just felt bad for you guys because I was like, oh, man, I, I'm going to go to some place that's, like, close to home. It's going to be super easy. <laughs> and I'm going with Thomas. It's like going to be a breeze. Yeah, you um, had a light backpack on too. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I might as well just... I, I wasn't even wearing hiking boots. I just had um, my like walking shoes. Uh, but yeah, it was it was fine. I think the maybe the one thing was like, I was worried the trail would be a little too bland. But I was definitely looking forward in general just to like getting out there and being able to like camp out again. Um, yeah. I felt like you ever have those dreams where you haven't gone to class for like two months and then you're like, man, I've like missed this whole class. What am I going to do? It felt kind of like that because it'd been so long since we filmed a video. I was like, man, we just have to get out there and actually make an episode so that I feel like I'm actually producing something in the world, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that, that was my main thought feeling, I suppose. (laughs) (laughs) Um, one question is, as experienced as you are, does being alone in a strange forest ever get creepy? And then the bonus question is, which uh, which member of the AA crew corresponds with the FF12 or 15 crew? And he says, Brian is Noctis. I think Robbie's going to answer that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, no, 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 no. I, we he talked says about Brian this is Noctis? No, 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 no. No. Yeah, we've, <laughs> actually, Brian, we've actually thought about this before. Yeah, Brian is Gladio. Like, if... <laughs> Gladio. <laughs> <laughs> if Brian is not Gladio, then I, what are we even doing in the world? So I'm, te- I would. Gladio's the one with like the open vest or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. With the, the ripped abs. See, how come the, <laughs> how come the art shows five people? Who's, oh, the fifth one's probably this dude named Kor, or I think that's his name. He's, he maybe was initially going to play a bigger part in the story, but by the time the game came out, he didn't. See, the problem is, is that I'm kind of the blonde guy because I'm a goofball, but also Thomas is kind of the goofball as well. But I could also be Noctis because he's like the, you know, the, he kind of looks like me even. Andrew (laughs) could also be Noctis because he's like the guy who 
is always front and center with the mushroom knowledge. But he could also <laughs> be Ignis because he wears glasses and is very knowledgeable, which is Ignis. <laughs> and then Thomas, he could be Ignis or Pro no, he's Prompto. Yeah, he's just Prompto. Because didn't Thomas you say is like? Go ahead. Weren't you saying I could be Prompto because he like cooks stuff or something and like looks for mushrooms or something? No, no, no. Ignis, Ignis, the guy with the glasses. So yeah, you're probably oh, Ignis. Okay. I think we would just have to go with that. And Thomas <laughs> would have to be Prompto because Thomas is an idiot. And I mean that in the <laughs> nicest way possible. <laughs> it's like you guys, I don't think you guys understand if from just watching the videos how much of a goofball Thomas is. He never says anything serious ever while we're hiking. He's just like, so would you guys rather be a mosquito or a orange or something? And I'm like, what is that? <laughs> What was the first question, though? Sorry. <laughs> um, it was, as experienced as you are, does being alone in a strange forest ever get creepy? The forest Which has for never creeped me out. The only thing that's ever creeped me out is uh, the drive into the forest, and you see, like, little shacks and stuff, and mm -hmm. you're like, oh, man, maybe the Texas Chainsaw guy's out there, and he's going <laughs> to chop me up. Even like, being alone? In, yeah, even being alone. Like, oh, wow. I've never been creeped out. For whatever reason. I don't know why. Uh, for me, I think it kind of just depends on uh, the time leading up to it. Like if I if I've run into other backpackers mm. or something like that, um, then I don't think I would feel creeped out. But if I was just hiking, you know, for five miles and didn't see a single soul, then I'd probably feel a little creeped out. Like as it was getting dark. I based on my past solo trips, like I feel like. I would still get creeped out at night. I think my imagination is just like way too active. And it's like, my mind will be like, Hey, you should think about what it would be like if a demon popped out from behind that tree. <laughs> I'm like, no, don't think about that. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I actually, in some of my solo trips, like I ended up being at a campsite with other people and it wasn't too bad. Like even the Smokies trip we took, um, there happened to be some distant campers, but I feel like it also would kind of depend on the circumstances. Like if I got to my campsite during the daytime and had a chance to like get to know the campsite and take it in and stuff. Yeah. But um, that's, I think that's definitely a big factor too for me. Yeah. I don't know. It's like, there's always some weird stuff in, in nature that like, there's a lot of weird mystery out there and sometimes you'll hear stuff and it's probably, it's, it's probably just like some sort of an animal. Um, but if you don't know exactly what it is, you start Imagining different things. I also don't watch scary movies at all anymore, so my brain doesn't think about that stuff as much, maybe as other people do. Okay, yeah, next yeah. question. If there are more questions, uh, uh, go ahead. Aaron Jones says, uh, "I'm curious as to what has been everybody's expectation versus the reality during this pandemic." Um, so I know we kind of went on a pandemic tangent earlier, but um, I guess. I don't really, I mean, I, I don't really know what I had as an expectation. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I did, actually, I did when we, when it first started, I did have this expectation of like, oh, you know, it'll be, probably be over in a few months. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was wrong. And if we um, lived in New Zealand, it might have been right, but. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, even I, then, it's just like, I don't think yeah. there's any chance, even if, even if we had been really good, you know, about isolation quarantine and isolation things like that and masks I, I still think it just would have been yeah yeah we'd still be in the same situation just maybe in a better situation in terms of numbers mm -hmm. right yeah 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 i think that's the same with me um i think maybe i think maybe i didn't expect to get used to it so quickly and like because the first month it was just like oh my god this is so weird um but now it's like you're really used to this new normal and like, I don't know, humans are adaptable, I guess. But yeah, be, being able to go outside and feel fairly safe in the open air is definitely like a plus. Like I still run outside and it's just if I see someone on the same sidewalk, I, I move like out of the way and to the other side of the road or something. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, I think the last question is also Aaron Jones. What about the expectations before have changed from solo hiking? Oh, expectations about solo hiking before and after you've done it? I think so. Let's just go. We'll run with that. And then if Aaron Jones wants to uh, clarify in the chat, he can do that. Um, hmm. 
Well, for me, uh, I don't think anything has changed about my expectations. Uh, I knew that I preferred group camping for all the reasons that I stated earlier. Um, and that's still how I feel. I, I, I don't think there's really going to be a situation or a hike that really changes my mind. <clears throat> I, I'm surprised at how different it is for me anyway. I think part of that too is that when I've done solo hikes now is like I was saying earlier, I specifically try to do a lot of distance because that's, that is the interesting part about it to me as a solo hiker, mm -hmm. just getting out there and seeing the, seeing nature and everything that I like, if I'm by myself, I want to see as much as possible. It's just like I, that part of me, that's very, like, I feel like everybody, when you're in a group, <clears throat> you kind of meet each other in the middle of whatever your disposition is. And like my disposition is very much, okay, I'm going to, let's like a coffee drinker, right? I'm going to go do this. I'm going to look at this. I'm going to go, and what's this over here? It's a bird. Okay. Squirrel. And then when I'm with you guys, you guys are a much more laid back disposition. So we right, kind of right. meet here and that's more what the experience is like is for me when I'm in a group, <clears throat> but by myself, I'm still up here. So like solo, that's what I'm always trying to do. I feel like I would actually be more into the idea of like hiking for distance if I weren't filming, ironically, like, or maybe well, I that's think that not makes ironic, perfect sense. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, but yeah, I think my, for me, it's always just, it's been less about distance and more about like just being out there for a long time and, and <laughs> that whole experience as a, as a thing itself. Oh, um, I will say though that when I'm solo, I don't want to see anyone. Like seeing oh, really? other people kind of detracts from the experience for me. So it doesn't feel like I'm this Mad Max character just hiking alone in the woods. Like that feeling I really, really like but the feeling of, oh, I'm hiking by myself and then I see other people having fun together. I'm like, I don't want to see that. <laughs> I don't want to see anybody else having fun, okay? I just want to, I want to be the last person alive and then my loneliness and me are my companion, you know what I'm saying? That's interesting, that's interesting. I'm thinking, uh, I think when I went solo hiking in the Smokies episode, like I didn't expect the like psychological impact to be that that different. Um, Cause yeah, it, I mean, Smokies was a little different cause it was like raining and lots of uphill and I was carrying that super heavy tripod. And you went like 10 miles in a day. <laughs> That's a lot, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's like if I had done that exact same hiking with the same situation and everything else, but there were other people, it would have been way less of an emotional burden. Cause you're like, okay, I'm with other people. Like how bad can it be? Yeah. But cool. Okay. Is there any more questions? Questiones. Um, is questiones a word or is that just made nope. up? <laughs> so we've got a couple new questions here. Uh, one from Dan Vulcans. He's saying, do you have a type of shot plan for any given trip or a typical pattern of shots and views to look for? Um, there's a uh, typical like, guys. yeah, there, there's a typical types of shots that we like to get. Like that's just our shooting style. Like, Oh, let's get this, you know, one down on the ground with a shallow depth of field or let's just a tunnel shot or a big wide shot, whatever those type of things are in our heads. But as far as like a shot plan, those are only ever like in groups of like two or three shots. Like, Oh, we just rounded the corner here. And then we're going to do like a match on action with this second angle. And then we'll show like a wide shot or something like that. Or like we'll show a wide shot and then we'll punch in and do a closer shot. We'll plan that far ahead. Like, so we'll plan like in a group of shots, like, oh, let's get a group of shots here. Yeah. A group of shots here. But we never have a plan for the whole thing because you never know what you're actually going to see. That's true. Yeah. And then what was um, the other uh, question? Joshua Krumholtz says, Robbie and Andrew have really branched off into their own side content during the pandemic. Does Brian have anything on his plate? And as a corollary, do the chives have as a whole have any big different ideas like Thomas's mountain climbing video or non-traditional hikes slash outdoor activities, mm -hmm. even if it's more of the independent solo hike videos. Uh, so to answer the first part, uh, no, I don't have anything on my plate. Just, um, I kind of went more into this in my last Patreon live stream. If you want to watch that, 
uh, people were asking me, you know, like, do I plan on starting a vlog? And I actually, I, uh, I don't know, maybe we can discuss this in a future, uh, Campfire Chronicles, but my, for me, the whole idea of doing a vlog and having to think <laughs> at every moment if I should be filming this, mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. like I was watching Andrew's vlog and he's like cutting vegetables. I'm like, I don't want to yeah, have to yeah. cut vegetables mm-hmm. and then think, oh, I should film this. You know, uh, I'm sure like for you guys, it gets more and more, you get more and more used to it and, and, you know, well, it's just kind of second nature, but I feel me, like the it has thought to be of having to do that. It's just like, oh, I don't, I don't need that <laughs> for, especially for a vlog where it's like not the main channel. I think it has to be something that you are wanting to do for the sake of doing it. Like, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. can't make that into a chore. Well, Plus, I, think, I, I don't do anything interesting right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, it should also be said that me and Andrew are full time on the YouTube. So it, it makes sense because doing a vlog, like all these years that I've done a vlog, the thing that you don't see is that you cannot do that with a full-time job. Brian has a full-time job. So like, even if he wanted to and had like that desire to do it, there'd be a heck of an ask to actually do a full-time job on top of a vlog because the shooting part, like Brian was saying, that can get really annoying when you're just like, man, I just want to cut these vegetables so I can eat. <laughs> I don't want to set up yeah. a shot to do this. And I completely lost my train of thought. <laughs> oh, and then the other part is editing. You have to edit all of this into something semi-watchable. Mm-hmm. That's, it's a full-time job that doesn't pay anything. <laughs> Unless you're like a Casey Neistat doing a vlog, it doesn't make you any money that you can actually live off or have it hope to be actually w- worthwhile doing on an hour by hour basis you just have mm-hmm. it has to be something you really want to do because you're just an egomaniac which me and andrew both fall under <laughs> and then also you just like editing video which is something we both like doing as well so actually yeah one, one of the reasons i started mine was because i wanted like a fully creative outlet outside of it outside of adventure archives to you know mess around with um but i found myself like not wanting to film on Sunday and in the case of the vlog I was just like okay like I'll just not film because I want it to stay something where it's something I'm doing it for the love of doing it because Adventure Archives it's still that but it's like there's still an aspect of it where it's like now that it's our living we do have to think more business-minded about it I guess I don't know it's not like a purely creative thing where we can just do exactly whatever we want well we could but that's the I think that's the line that's more difficult to uh, toe because like with the vlog man who cares right if you make a crap video sorry for cursing the nobody cares and it's just like oh yeah, yeah just move on yeah, to the yeah. next one but if this thing that people have been watching for a very long time that we've done 40 episodes almost 40 episodes of if that doesn't meet that expectation and give them that feeling that they've had before and it's not mm-hmm. like we really have to work that hard at doing that like we just stay the course but if you go it, there's that fear in our minds of like, oh, if we branch off too much and do this too differently, then people are going to be like, yeah, yeah. But if you don't branch off at all, then it just gets stale for yourself yeah. and for other yeah, people. Yeah. So it's like you have to push in that creative direction, but also keep it, you know, speaking which, of which we have to update the, the theme song and the title at some point. <laughs> <laughs> um, which actually on that note, the other part of his question of doing like, non-traditional hikes and stuff i think and again a lot of this was more relevant before covid but i would love to like like if we ever travel to big destinations again i think it would be great to one like film a classic hiking episode there but then film more videos of like just our actual travels and, and exploring yeah more of that side of things oh, you know, um, actually this is something i will be doing is i want to do a video and this, this is a video that's like a million video idea. And I'm, I can give it away because anybody can do this and they'll get a million views. Is I want to do stealth camping in my Honda Civic. Like uh, that is a video that would get a million views easily. There's this guy who, who does a lot of videos like yeah, that. Yeah, Steve Wallace, I okay. think is his yeah. name. He, he, that dude is so funny and amiable and just fun to watch his videos. <laughs> He's just like, I'm going to go camp in this median. And then oh, I'm stealth camping in this random forest next to a gas station. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's, it's funny because like for a while I was like, we can't put stuff like that on YouTube because it's like uh, questionable, whatever activity. 
But it's like not a big deal, probably. Yeah. And actually, like some of my best memories have been like stealth camping in in the woods in the middle of like a suburban neighborhood, and like, man, that one time I had the tarp set up during like spring break. <laughs> <laughs> a good well, I, I drove out there in the middle of the night to make sure he wasn't frozen to death. <laughs> we should tell that story next time on Campfire Chronicles episode number yeah, yeah. 30. But this has been Campfire Chronicles episode number 29. <laughs> I'm looking at the timer. It's almost been an hour, if not more. So any final thoughts or questions before we go? Uh, Dennis Yeo says, will you do any more can- canoeing on your trips? Uh, yes, but I think especially now, it's not going to happen right now. <laughs> we, we need a, a six-foot canoe. <laughs> oh what if we each did our own canoe that would be really funny it'd be really difficult that would be difficult (laughs) oh and shin shan uh clarify stealth camping in my two-door honda civic i had this whole plan i'm gonna put the back seats down and then i'll be half in my trunk and half in my in the back seat and then, or, or I could even go all the way into the trunk that would be hilarious camping in my honda civic trunk Hmm. <laughs> that might not be very comfortable, but it's got a latch inside, so you can open the door. But anyway, okay, that that's coming to a theater near you soon. Okay. Any, any other final thoughts? Actually, one really uh, quick one. One really quick yeah. one. Uh, another video idea I had was like video essays where we tell stories of like past travels and then put that into a video essay form with like cool visuals, but. One other thought related to that that me and Thomas had come up with while we were sitting at the campfire was to make a book um, about our, like, past adventures and, like, basically, like, a collection of short stories from past adventures and travels. And, I don't know, I think it'd be cool to have, like, an anthology <laughs> it'd, of It'd be funny to, do, to, like, narrate them and then, like, reenact them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> kind of like, like when you watch those, those shows about, like, you know, someone getting into like like some sort of situation and they, they have like the little flashback reenactment or, like oh who was person was hiking on the trail when suddenly they fell into a crevice <laughs> that's like a drunk history i don't know if you guys have ever seen that oh yeah yeah, yeah. it's like people no, will get drunk and tell a story and then they'll have professional actors like reenact it it's, it's really funny <laughs> yeah the question is do i do the book or the videos or both like if someone saw the video would they get the book Mm. I don't know. Selling books are hard or is hard. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyway, uh, I think that about does it. Will that do it? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Thank you all for joining us and we'll yeah. see you next time. Okay. I'll see you guys at Dolly Thoughts. All right. I'll see you, yeah. see you right. later. <laughs> Everyone have a good night. <laughs> yep. Well, I guess really quickly, thank you for watching. Please like and subscribe and consider becoming a Patreon at patreon.com slash adventure. They're all patrons already. Oh, well, no, I guess this is going on YouTube. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Okay. All right. Good work, everybody. I'm going to hit the stop recording. (laughs) Okay. (laughs)